Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Pastor David Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor David teaches through God's Word. God says does challenge our reasoning. He does call us into things that are higher than our perspective. But he has an eternal perspective, and I have a by nature, our natural view is 50, 60, 70 years. We're not even thinking 70 years, we're thinking what's gonna feel good this week, what's gonna feel good right now. How often do you contemplate eternity? Today, Pastor David teaches you about how God sees the world from an eternal perspective and why that means that his plans don't always line up with yours. You can trust God with your circumstances, even when the solution to your problems isn't immediately clear. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 as he continues his message, Work Together. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I had baptized in my own name. And this is a letter, so he's dictating. So he goes, oh, and I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Besides that, I don't know if I baptized anybody else. But Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, which to the Jews is a stumbling block and to the Greeks it's foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. The weakness of God is stronger than men. This is a section that people have gotten weird about, the foolishness of God to elevating foolishness over clear thought or making it sound as though to be spiritual means you must not be using your brain. 
And that's not at all what Paul was getting at. What he's saying here is God didn't send him to make a name for himself through his impressive speaking or through baptizing, right? It's not like he didn't baptize. He did baptize. It's not that he didn't use clear thought. He did use clear thought. But the point was not that Paul was a great speaker any more than, it was, than he was trying to baptize in his own name. He's baptizing in Jesus' name because God has given all of us the clear mission of making disciples, of preaching the gospel. He's saying it's about that. It's not about you puffing up your own ministry, your own platform or somebody else's platform. It's not about any of that. It's not about platform. It's about making disciples, about people meeting Jesus. I do want to unpack this thing of the foolishness being spiritual. In some circles down here, it becomes a very, it can be confusing and get elevated a lot that if I'm following Jesus, it means it's only supposed to be like irrational. It should be totally weird. And sometimes God calls us into weird stuff, but a lot of times the example we're given in scripture is fairly clear throughout that a lot of the way that Paul would teach was just reasoning. It says he would go to the synagogue and tell people Jesus is the Messiah and explain it to them. It says in 1 Peter 3.15, he says, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you the reason for the hope that is in you. And later in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul specifically confronted the Corinthian church for being unreasonable, for being foolish. He's like, you're prophesying and speaking in tongues on top of each other. Nobody can understand you. He says, I'd rather that you speak in tongues with an interpreter. So you speak in tongues and then ask God for the interpretation. If you prophesy that you do it orderly, not all at once, not all on top of each other, but that you pray for one another and receive words for one another and share those things in order, with wisdom, with discernment. Not that we don't pray in tongues, that we don't prophesy, but that it's reasonable, that it's rational. It's not spiritual to be foolish. That's actually contrary to what God teaches us. But the contrast or the tension here is that a lot of what God says does challenge our reasoning. He does call us into things that are higher than our perspective. He has an eternal perspective, and I have, a, by nature, our natural view is 50, 60, 70 years. We're not even thinking 70 years. We're thinking what's going to feel good this week, what's going to feel good right now. It's very immediate. My son is six, and it is foolishness to him when I tell him to put his iPad away and to not eat candy for every meal, right? It seems foolish to him because his perspective is right now. He has a six-year-old's perspective. He doesn't have an adult's perspective, let alone the divine perspective. My finite perspective, my natural perspective, has a hard time seeing from God's eternal perspective. So trusting him requires me to see things and do things in a way that sometimes is a little beyond what just feels natural. It doesn't make it unreasonable. It's a very reasonable thing to trust the creator of the universe, right? And I'm basing my decisions and my walk with him on what he has proven through the centuries in his word and what he's proven to me through years now of walking with him. It's reasonable. 
but it challenges my reasoning at the same time. Can you see that? And it's important here because God warns us that our reasoning can get us into trouble. The Jews and the Greeks here, the way that he's talking about the Jews and the non-Jews, the Pharisees rejected Jesus because he did not do what they wanted. They wanted him to overthrow Rome. They were looking for a sign. He gave them many signs, including raising from the dead, raising other people from the dead. And they knew he had done it. But they were looking for something else. They were looking for him to do what they wanted. The Gentiles, he says, they looked for philosophy, for a neat system or an impressive thing to say. And God, instead, what he has given us is himself. He's invited us into relationship with him because we can't see the whole picture. In the book of Job, Job argues with God, why are you allowing these things in my life that are so painful? And God says, I can't give you the whole picture. You can't comprehend. You haven't placed the stars. You don't know how to tell the sun to set. There's so much more. But we can know the one who does tell the stars and the moon where to go, right? Who, who has spoken the universe into existence. Jesus said in John 17, 3, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent. He calls us to recognize that our capacity is limited, but we can trust him. We can know him. And he speaks to us so clearly. Again, remember the context here was this rebuke to the church about getting caught up in division. I'm sure they had reasons for it, right? They had reasons that they were disobeying, that they were attacking one another. We have good reasons a lot of times for bad things. In Titus chapter 3, verse 9, he warns us, avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, strivings about the law, because it's all unprofitable, useless. And in Proverbs 14, 23, he says, in all labor, in all work, there's profit. But idle talk, empty talk, just leads to poverty. for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in 1 Corinthians when you tune in again. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We meet at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we would still love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach 
and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. When you call, please let us know how we can be praying for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.